You know, it's one of those things where someone really feels like they're doing great. They'll build up all their confidence, and then you see that, and you break them down and put them right back in their place. Week five starts now. Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. Hello, everybody. What is going on, guys? I'm your host, Zach. And I am your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen Martinez. I am also the commissioner. I just want to put that on record. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows at this point. But uh, that quote right before the episode started there, that Sounded was... a little familiar. It was. It was a direct quote from the man sitting next to me, Owen, exactly one week ago tonight, talking about Steve. You know, there was a, there was a much bigger smile on my face hearing it last week. <laughs> this week has just been... I've been... Nothing but salty. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's been it, a rough week. You talked all that shit on, on Steve and <sighs> talked your team up so highly. And then you just got beat by the highest scoring team. And I never like to talk shit. I never like to you know, brag and you know puff my chest and be the top guy. But I was really feeling myself. You were feeling yourself. <laughs> but I want to be clear that I am also not going to be pumping my chest because I'm still a 2-2 two two team. I, I may have had a good week, but I've got to have quite a few more to start making a real run at this thing but uh nonetheless yeah. it was a good matchup i'm glad you prevailed um but man it is just rough out here it was a really exciting week five or week four sorry we're jumping into week five now but it was a really exciting week four yeah got a and, lot to talk uh, about yeah absolutely let's just jump right into the news though weekly updates from around the esffl keep being you kim doing great <laughs> thank you kim Always just a bright spot in this show. Absolutely. She just does her best job every week with the introduction of that new segment. And again, we'll keep her on the payroll another week. Yeah. Flawless. Uh, so yeah, we had a lot, a, of a lot go on this week, um, especially in the waivers. We had, oh my gosh. And then right after the episode aired last <laughs> oh week, God. we had a million trades Explosion. pop off. Explosion. We're definitely going to get into that here. Yeah. No, bit. that was, that was really cool. Insane. I couldn't get in on any of them though. I, no, I was I was throwing I some offers here and there. I think me and David were in some talks, but ultimately things just didn't didn't work out. And I, I wish I could be a part of some of those trades, but just you guys offered me some shitty deals, man. I don't know. <laughs> and I know some of the other people I was reading in the group chat today. Some people were also pretty disappointed in the trade offers that they were receiving. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people are apparently not, and we'll just kind of get into that in a second. But first, let's just get into the waivers. So. Some big moves. Yeah, some definitely some big moves. Steve added Antonio Brown. I just don't understand. I'm at a loss of words. Yeah, I'm trying was, to figure out and wrap my head around Antonio Brown for twenty one dollars. He paid twenty one dollars. He was the only bid, so he overpaid by quite a bit. There could have got him for absolutely nothing. But what I think about that twenty one dollar bid is that he probably thought someone was going in for twenty. And he said, "I'm gonna one up him." Ha ha. Yeah, and I, I could see that, but I just don't. I wouldn't think anybody was going after him. Uh, if anyone, maybe you being the previous owner, but yeah. I don't I would I don't see you bidding more than four or five bucks after you just dropped him like what, a week ago? Yeah, Two I can't I can't even pick him up at this point. Like he's no. just a roster clog and when you look at his when you click on his name, you know, and you don't see a team by it, it just makes you feel like why am I keeping this guy on my fantasy team? Better yet, why did I pay $21 to keep him on my <laughs> fantasy team? But Steve did pay $21 and ultimately he's going to see how that rides out, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, excellent segue. He also picked up Matt Gay, um, which is also very uh, just as irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but zero dollars, I mean, I guess better value. Yeah. <laughs> Still a little bit of a better value, absolutely. Um, me, the California Golden Yetis, I also made some made some moves this week. Oh, yeah, please tell me about them. Yeah, I will. God. I'll start right off of here with Auden Tate. So I added this guy, $0, no problem. And what I really like about him is that he's going to be starting for quite a few weeks now that uh, John Ross put on the IR. Forgive me for not knowing who this Auden Tate is, as many as our listeners and probably people across the world. Please explain <laughs> it. Auden Tate is the premier receiver for the Bengals. Is that so? That is so. That's still not and a And I very... picked him up for $0, so everybody's not paying attention, and I mean, I don't know. Ultimate They're... sleeper pick, then? Ultimate sleeper pick. And I had a roster spot. Didn't have to drop any for anybody for him, so I mean, yeah. it works out. It's all good. I guess technically it is an upgrade. Yep. I also, <laughs> I also got the Bills defense this week. That's going to be my streamer. Paid 3 bucks for them. Uh, overbid by $3, but that was the only bid. Whatever. It's my defense for the week. Cool. Uh, I also picked up 
this was my favorite. Because after beating Owen... The salt in the wounds. Yes, the salt in the wounds. We make a move for Tevin Coleman. Each of us put in $5 bids. A, a very respectable bid. Very respectable. Low bid. You're just like, hey, if I get Tevin Coleman for 5 bucks, it's great. But Owen does not have the higher waiver priority. So since we put in the same bid, I received Tevin Coleman, took Owen's player from him, took the win from him, took the <laughs> highest point crown from him. I was in his bag this week. Oh, yeah. It is a bit, it's not a good week for me. Not a good week for me at all. But no. I'm, I'm hoping to turn it around this week five. Yeah, we will see. But uh, the Fireball Finger Blasters, Diego picked up Will Disley this week. He paid $11 for him, overbid by only $1. Tava was put in a $10 bid there, so just beating him out. And very nice move. That's Will Disley is looking solid. Over he is. There He's Seattle. looking like a good tight end and somebody that you could play and plug in. Maybe even as a flex. Some people are playing two tight ends. I know Jared's yeah. done that. You know, I mean, sometimes it works out. Uh, the 5150s. Picked up Geronimo Allison this week. Another $5 bid from Owen there. He was the only bid, so he overbid by 5 bucks. But, I mean, he got a guy that's going to be playing in Green Bay as Aaron Rodgers' number two receiver for a couple weeks. Yeah, with Devontae Adams with that toe injury. Who knows? They're expecting one to two weeks. But uh, I like him there. He had a week there where he did uh, shine. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Yo, Gurley likes my Kittle Chubb. Josh, he picked up Jay Ajayi this week for only one measly fab dollar. And I'm still surprised at this point that he still hasn't rostered because I think that I'm he was not because the Josh's team has been doing well and so he feels like he's got some space. You know, he's got yeah. some he's got some wiggle room for sure. Yeah, a little bit more than some of the other teams. But I'm just surprised we have two r- rostered uh, players <laughs> without that, a team. Without a team, yeah, no, that's it's shocking. But also, it's not because I mean they're big names and they're players that have been productive in the past. You want to keep them around, maybe hope for a miracle. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, they picked up two players this week. OJ Howard for $0 and Jamal Williams for $2. So just a little $2 bid there on the maybe the handcuff. Um, I don't really know why he picked up Jamal Williams, but uh, (laughs) he might be the handcuff to Aaron Jones, and that might be the reason for just the low bid. No one else is going to put in a bid for him, so just locked him up there. Uh, Team Zeke of Nature picked up Daniel Jones. Um yeah, Jared put in a $0 bid on that, but Tava won it with a $12 bid. So, I mean, overpaid by 12 bucks, but got a quarterback that could potentially break through and kind of have a decent, productive year. Yeah, and he, who knows? He could end up being a, a solid starter for fantasy here soon. He's looking great his first two starts. They don't call him Danny Dimes for nothing. I know, it, and it's, it's actually surprising to me with the way, you know, looking back to the draft when the Giants actually picked him up in the sixth, I believe, it blew my mind that they were basically giving themselves an Eli Manning replica except now that we're seeing him actually on the field this guy can throw the ball run the ball he's gonna be the next guy to beat Tom Brady is that what you're saying I would oh my (laughs) god I just pictured that in my mind and could you imagine him being the the Brady killer hoisting the trophy the Brady killer because I imagine he would Brady would have to retire after that if you lose to Daniel Jones in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Eli Manning too. I guess it's time, yeah. That's who I'm going to call him. That's Eli Manning the second. Yep, so he's on <laughs> Tavo's team now, and uh, he also picked up Paul Richardson for $0. So just getting a guy right there. Yes. Uh, Christian, the euphoric money bags, picked up the Panthers defense this week. He put in a $7 bid, overpaid by $7. Steve had a $0 bid in on them. And Christian also picked up Jimmy Graham for $0. So getting some tight end value there. Potentially somebody that, just like Geronimo Allison, maybe he sees an uptick in targets with Devontae Adams out. True. And he can ride that tight end spot for a couple weeks. It did look that way towards the end of that Philadelphia game um, when Devontae Adams went out. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a Jimmy Graham show at that point. Uh, it was. But, um, you know, losing Tyler Hawkinson after that huge concussion. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Good, Had to make good, a tight end move. Yeah, it's a Have good, to. Good filler. Uh, and lastly, the Green Bowl Packers picked up. Oh, not lastly. Sorry. The Green Bowl Packers picked up the Chargers defense for $13, overpaid by $7. So Christian, again, wanting another defense, I guess. I don't know. Put in a bid for the Chargers. They also, uh, Hunter picked up Marvin Jones, paid $10 for him. Darrell Williams, $10 for him. Chris Thompson for another $10, <laughs> overpaying by 8 to Owen. And he also picked up Jordan Howard for $35. So Hunter spent a lot of his money this week. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh... Just quickly adding that up. <laughs> 65 plus 13, $78. 
That's a lot of fab. He spent a lot of fab dollars. But, but I like the move because it says that he's not quitting. He's, I do too. Yeah, it says that he's you know still in it to win it. Being 0-4, you got to make moves. Like, And you know what? You, you see Marvin to. Jones, he's been productive. Darrell Williams had his, has had his games. Yeah. Chris Thompson has had his games. Jordan Howard just went off for three touchdowns. So maybe Hunter's team is really starting to turn around through all this expensive waiver wire action. Oh, and we're definitely going to get into that during his matchup. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, Highway to Bell, Jared, picked up Matthew Stafford for $0. So he's going to be his quarterback for this week, or was his quarterback for the last week, actually. Yeah, solid pickup. Yeah, it worked out for him. I know that. So, I mean, it was amazing to see him just go toe-to-toe with uh, Mahomes out there in Detroit. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. it was... I was surprised they actually didn't win. I thought they were going to, but it Mahomes is my eyes. magic, man. He just yeah. goes down the field and scores at ease. He, he is does the what truth. He does. Yeah. And there's no, no doubt about it. Um, that's it for the waivers this week. But like I said earlier, we had massive trading going on yeah. after the podcast aired last week. And let's just jump right into those. So there was four trades total. Man. The first one, Shrimp Fried Geist and Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me. Uh, so Shrimp Fried Geist received Tyrell Williams and David Montgomery. Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, received T.Y. Hilton. And for me, that's... I mean, well, obviously with T.Y. Hilton going down, it didn't really work out for David. But the talent there with Jacoby Brissett, I'm still even at a question mark there. Because Tyrell Williams is great. Like, he's been a very consistent wide receiver. David Montgomery, he's on the rise, I believe. Um, he had a very rough start, but he's definitely a rising rookie. So yeah. I'm just trying to see the value there on David's side. I think Steven took this one big time. I also see, I would also say that Steve took it because for me, I value the running back position a little more. Yeah. And I think having David Montgomery, he's had some rough weeks to start. We do know that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think that it's something that will continue on necessarily later into the season. And for me, I just like the running backs, like I said. So but that's a good trade. I think it's fair. Yeah. At least, at least we can say that. Yeah, and then uh, Steve also made with another move over here, uh, traded with Hunter and the Greenwell Packers. Steve traded off James White and Stephon Diggs for no. Tom. I'm sorry, Steve, Steve received. Steve received James White and Stephon Diggs, and then gave up Tom Brady. Yep. Hunter and hoping. I, yeah. <laughs> this one I think is obvious that Steve won it. I don't think you can, because he could have picked up a totally different quarterback off the waivers and then kept those two guys that well, have been. Not very good so far. I'll be honest. This one I'm more on the fence though, because I actually Tom Brady was was doing great, and with, he was primed with all his receivers. They were looking, I mean, flawless. That offense was looking great. Mm -hmm. Um, this Bills game made it. Yeah, he only got turned, five points out of Tom Brady. Yeah, that was that was not and what he was probably killed sure. him. And ultimately, and I mean, but it's okay. I mean. Tom Brady's got better days ahead. We do know that. He's a good quarterback, and I think he'll provide some value. Stephon Diggs has not been really good in Minnesota this year, and James mm -hmm. White has a running back by committee backfield. So, I mean, Hunter maybe didn't even want them. Also w was really busy on the waivers, so probably got some guys to fill those spots. Yeah, some solid flexes for Steve and a solid quarterback for Hunter. Not a bad trade. The next trade we had, uh, this one was kind of shocking to me. Zeke of Nature and Yo Gurley Likes My Kittle Chub, Josh traded, well, Josh received Brandon Cooks and Joe Mixon, so got two stud of players, I think. Okay, I'm with you. Yep, right. and he gave up Delaney Walker, Austin Eckler, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, um, it's, okay, I just, I'm trying to figure out a way to where, like, this could work out and i was initially on the side of tavo like i could see how this worked out which austin eckler did put out last week he had a great game but delaney walker and marquez valdez scantling i feel like he could have done a lot better I yeah like he, he got rid of two good players like <laughs> feel... his second round pick joe yeah. mixon right yeah who did he get for a second round pick really nobody in my opinion so it's a little bit shocking to me and i was upset because it made josh's team ultimately better yeah, I, I could, if you look at it to where like Austin Eckler for Joe Mixon, I like that trade actually. Give me Austin Eckler. I'm not a big Joe Mixon fan whatsoever, gotcha. so give me Eckler. But Brandon Cooks for Delaney Walker and MVS, I don't see it there. I probably would have wanted a little bit better, um, a better receiver on the for for getting Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and Delaney Walker, I I don't know. He's solid, but yeah. And lastly, uh, Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me, uh, and Yo Gurley likes my Kittle Chub, so David and Josh, very active on trade night. 
David received Devin Singletary, and Josh received Deshaun Jackson, Allen Robinson, and eleven Fab Dollars. Wow. Yeah. yeah, quite a haul for Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have Devin Singletary in another league, and I really like him. He's he's coming off an injury, but I think long term he's the way to go over there in Buffalo. Probably. Uh, but Deshaun Jackson, Allen Robinson, and $11 in fab, that's not a bad deal. Like, right off the bat. Yeah, gonna, Josh yeah. got some decent players. David got somebody that has a lot of potential. So I think, again, that's another one of those fair trades that is just like, you look at it, it's like, wow, that's a big haul. But, I yeah. mean, Devin Singletary has a lot of potential. True. David sees that. Josh maybe didn't. He actually texted me afterwards, is Devin Singletary good? <laughs> And I was like, it's pretty good. I don't know. He's just not. He's just hurt right now. But uh, we're gonna see how all of these trades turn out. It'll be interesting to look back at them and kind of see. Right. Did they affect the matchups this week? Do they affect matchups going forward? So something to look at. Yeah. Just keep in mind that all these trades happen within a span of twenty five minutes. Yeah. It was quick. You just look at your phone right after the podcast was sent. Boom. Trade. 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 Phone was was blown up. Loved it. Loved it. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's it for all of the news this week. Kind of long, but uh, let's just jump right into the recap. Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? Like oh. we said, an exciting week four. <laughs> A lot happened. A lot. So the first matchup on our books here, we got Zeke of Nature, Tavo coming into this one one and two versus Team Knock on Wood if you're with me, David coming into this one at two and one. And this was a true dismantling from start to finish. (laughs) This matchup featured two teams coming off of wins, facing off in an effort to extend their winning streaks. Zeke of Nature added three players through trades this week. Delaney Walker, MVS, and Austin Eckler. With MVS on the bench and Delaney Walker scoring a putrid negative .1 points, Tavo's team needed to capitalize on what could be Eckler's last productive week of the season (laughs) with Gordon returning. Eckler proved his worth, though, scoring a whopping 29 points on the back of 120 total yards and two touchdowns. But that was the lone bright spot with Aaron Rodgers and James Conner. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the lone bright spot on an otherwise cloudy afternoon for Zeke of Nature. Team Knock on Wood If You're With Me had another solid outing with Aaron Rodgers and James Conner leading the way. Rodgers threw for 422 yards and two touchdowns, scoring 30 points, and James Conner put up 125 total yards and a touchdown of his own. The Bears' defense also continued their dominance, only allowing six points to the Vikings. David's team has found different ways to win each week and looks to keep that train rolling in Week 5. Final score in this one, 83.57 to 132.87. And I think that right there is all you need to know about this matchup. I didn't realize I wrote so much about this one. (laughs) Another peek behind the curtain here. I love it. For the recaps, me and Owen write these little segments, basically, like how uh, the it's a little column the NFL <laughs> uh, website used to put out yeah. for us after, after each week, so we just started doing that on our own, just for this podcast. And I wrote a lot. <laughs> very informative. Yep, very informative. So, but yeah, it, that it really one, comes down to the final score. It really defines the nearly whole a fifty-point victory for David. So just put a whooping on Tavo, and he's got to be licking his wounds after that. Look, I just don't see how you win putting up eighty-three points anywhere. That's just not good. <laughs> But this is why you make moves the way yeah. you do. And, yep. and you know, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's fantasy. You yeah, don't quit and you keep going on. You always got to look forward. Yes. Never. <laughs> you can look today or or forward to tomorrow. <laughs> Just don't look back. We know this. Oh, yeah. Owen's full of wisdom. All right. Uh, the next matchup up, we got <laughs> Highway to Bell. Jared coming to this one 3-0 versus the Fireball Finger Blasters. Diego at 0-3. Yeah, and this matchup turned into a surprisingly close game. You know, with Jared having the 3-0 and Diego being 0-3, uh, it was all foreshadowed by the .26 differential in the quarterback column between Mahomes and Stafford in that great game over there in Detroit. Uh, with no more than five-point differential in all positions, this nail-better was uh, all the way... This way, I mean, really came down to Monday night with Diego needing 16 points from Juju to pull off the upset, which he was unfortunately let down by uh, in an underwhelming three points for him. Um, turning point for him, uh, for Jared, I should say, uh, is that this matchup would hands down have to be for uh, his decision to flex tight end Austin Hooper, who went for nine receptions on 11 targets, 130 yards, beating out Sammy Watkins for 4.9 points. Uh, final score here is 115.77 to 103.73, uh, with Jared extending his victory streak to four. 
yep. and Diego extending his losing streak to four as well. Yes, so but, that that was a good one. That was a really exciting really, matchup, though. Yeah. And I was watching it on Monday night because I have Juju in another league, and I also needed some points from him. So I know Diego is disappointed. I know I was disappointed. It's just been terrible for Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Yeah, no, it was not. It, you know, with Big Ben going out, it was already an uphill battle. Him going out just made it really, really difficult. I still believe in him as a talent, but I think with the scheme of things, I'm just not sure if it's all there. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, It's just one of those things where you kind of just have to ride it out at this point because you can't really trade him. No one's going to want to give you anything valuable for somebody that you picked up in the first or second round, and then you're just going to be stuck, kind of stuck accepting these bad offers or declining them, rather, and you just got to keep Juju on your roster and ride this wave out. Well, speaking of offers, I actually would let me know what you think about this. Okay. Juju Smith Schuster for Adam Thielen. Straight up. Wow, I think that's probably a pretty fair trade. That's interesting. Are yeah, you gonna propose yeah, Die- that? Yeah, Diego didn't think so. He oh, said- <laughs> Diego declined it? Yes, he did. Well, I mean, they're both kind of shitty. I mean, but what which which shit sandwich did you want to eat? Yeah, I would probably oh man, I would probably take the guy that has a better chance of with a starting quarterback, I guess Thielen would probably be the the good option there. I think, but I thought so as well. But yeah, you know what? If you don't want to trade, you don't. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything for you. Uh, next matchup up, we got your girly likes my Kittle Chubb Josh at three and zero versus the Green Bowl Packers Hunter at zero and three. So this is another matchup. Two teams with opposite records facing off with Josh at three and zero Hunter still trying to get his first one of the season. The Green Bowl Packers may have gotten the short end of the stick here, though, with Josh's team putting up their lowest point total of the season, but being carried by a massive 42-point performance by Nick Chubb on the back of 180 total yards and three touchdowns. Gurley provided two touchdowns of his own on only five carries, but outside of those players, Josh's team was pretty underwhelming. Hunter had solid performances from Ebron, Mike Evans, and David Johnson, but received only 5.8 points from his newly acquired quarterback, Tom Brady. Ouch. With more than enough points on his bench to win, perhaps Hunter will have to put more thought into his starts and sits to, starts and sits to earn his first victory. Josh's self-proclaimed super team has some holes to patch, and Hunter's 0-4 team will need to start earning some W's if he wants to stay in playoff contention. Final score in this one, 125.51 to 110.93. Honestly, for me, this was Hunter's game. I, it was there, but uh, a lot of lot of spots. Again, I feel like we're just saying the same thing about him last week as well. Yeah, I mean, he could have easily gone two and two at this point. Just having Tom Brady get fives, like if he gets something that's a little more average, and then yeah. Nick Chubb doesn't have three touchdowns and almost two hundred yards, Hunter right. easily wins this game. You know, because yeah. Josh's team, outside of Nick Chubb, I think Nick Chubb had 42 points or something crazy. Yeah, he went So if he has like 20, Josh only scores around 100 this week, and we're looking at this a lot differently. Really what it comes down to is that Nick Chubb breakaway for, what was it, like 78 yards? I think it was like 80-something. I think it was in the 80s. It was long, and he did that last year. He's just one of those guys that does that. I really like Nick Chubb. He is great. He is great. But Um, yeah, yeah, so Hunter moves to 0-4, Josh 4-0. It's not much has changed between those two teams. Difficult times, but another great matchup. Uh, next up, we have the Euphoric Money Bags, Christian at 2-1, and one, going against Steven Shrimpfried Geis at 1-2. and two. And a big win for Big Steve after defeating Swoosh and the Sleeping Giant that is his bench. Uh, with Christian hindered by his bench troubles, Swoosh was forced into playing Melvin Gordon, who did not see the field once. A lot of disappointment there, I'm sure, from a lot of people. Uh, combine that with Miko Hardman showing up to the game just a fumble, negative one, a negative point one for him on the day. Not to mention the little help he got from Dak and that Saints freaking disappointing loss. <sighs> Let me breathe for a second. <laughs> God, that was so, that was so, such a rough game. Anyway, it was really uh, Steve's <laughs> game to lose. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked back and uh, looked back in form actually, despite taking the L against Cleveland and <clears> put up twenty three points himself. Carry on Johnson went for nineteen despite that. Fumble on the near the goal line, which was crucial for that victory for the for the Lions. Uh, and Devontae Adams also having a career game before injuring his foot, going for 24 points on 10 receptions and 180, 180 yards. Uh, also, that Gonzalez pickup that we talked about last <laughs> week only gave him four points uh, versus Prater's 14 for Steve, which didn't help. Final score for this one, one point, uh, 106.29 to 129.58. 
so quite the victory for Steve, actually. Yeah. And I projected this last week. And I mean, I, I kind of saw it. Steve's team had some good matchups. I think he really capitalized on them. So good job, Steve, for earning another victory. Christian, you're coming back to the middle where everybody yeah. sits at two and two. We've got a lot going on at the two and two part of our uh, our standing. So, I mean, it's yeah. going to be interesting going forward for sure. I'm just wondering. Like, he seems to have held out at the get-go with that type of bench, but it's going to be interesting to see if he's willing to make some moves to kind of open himself up to some options here. Yeah, and but he did, he did start Melvin Gordon, and that True. was one of those things that, man, you saw that he was going to be limited. You thought he might maybe plunge into the end zone for a touchdown, get a right. couple points, but he did not. He didn't even see the field. So, I mean, I also started Melvin Gordon in solidarity with Christian in this other league that we're in, and uh, I lost because of that decision as well. <laughs> I had Peyton Barber in, who sucked, but had enough points for me to beat game. the number one seed in that league. So that was very disappointing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's one of those things. Melvin Gordon's going to be coming back this week, and I think it's it's going to be okay. Yeah, just a little quick on the draw. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, this next matchup, let's not talk about it. Close can, to my heart. We can skip it if you want. We can't. The uh, California Golden Yetis, Zach at one and two versus the Area Fifty One Fifties, Owen at two and one. Ugh. And this one was very exciting for me personally. I mean, we know that me and Owen were facing off. We're sitting here every week talking fantasy together, hosting a podcast, and we're facing off. And we played in uh, week one in the other league that we're in, and I beat him there. And now we're here in this very special league, yes. and I beat you here. Yeah, it was a, a very, very deep wound losing to him, especially after talking so much mess for so long last week. Yep. I hated it. I hate that. No, but the I, fantasy god struck you back down. That's what they do. Yep, brought me, back, brought me straight back down to reality. They did. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's always a good feeling, though, losing to the highest score of the league. I mean, that's my only, you know, silver oh, yeah. lining did I, here. Did I say the score in this one? Uh, yeah. The yeah. final score in this one, <laughs> sorry, was 160.94 to 141.86. So two very high-scoring teams this week. And, I mean, it just turned out that I had a massive week from uh, Christian McCaffrey. Chris Carson finally got back on track. Our quarterbacks actually got the same amount of points, 21.9. Did you notice that? Yeah, and, I, I mean, I, I had talked in our uh, group chat that i had a, a hot take that the dolphins were actually pull one over the chargers uh, they did not and they did not no, no 30 <laughs> to 10 chargers won that one philip rivers put up 310 and two so it was solid only six incompletions that day i also had cooper cup go off for 121 and a touchdown that was a very close battle with our rams receivers you yeah. had robert woods oh, with 24.65 so that was, was that was amazing because i saw robert woods getting all those points and i was sitting off. there watching the game and i was like Cooper Cup, come the, on. There was a moment there where I actually was ahead or projected to be ahead. And I was like, all right, finally. Yep. We're finally making ground. And then all of a sudden I see Coop come across my freaking group <laughs> chat. And I... Yep, I he was balling. Another great week for Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, but the real story here, Wayne Gallman. God, yeah. I started him this week, subbed him in at the last minute. You know what's funny? I actually... Because Steve said... I knew it. I knew it. I freaking <laughs> knew it. Steve said, Wayne Galvin on your bench. And I texted him and I said, should I start him? And he oh was like, my God. yes. And I was talking to him about my reservations. Like, got no Josh Gordon way. going against a bad defense. I freaking knew it, man. And Steve said, no, nah, just do it. And I said, okay, I will. <laughs> and that's... it. I mean, it didn't... I would have still won, maybe. Steve. But it would have been a lot closer. And that was kind of like the breaking point in our matchup was me getting 27 out of somebody I picked up for my flex. Just know, Steven, that for every matchup that you go against, I'm going to be recommending <laughs> your opponent to do everything they need to do to win. That's hilarious. Uh, but, oh, and you got 31 points from the Patriots defense again. Yeah. They've been your MVP. I think uh, we looked this up prior to the show, and it was, what, their player six overall? Overall player six in this league. So out of every position, they're number six, and they've just been absolutely incredible, but not enough for Owen to get a victory this week. So I moved to two and two. Owen, you also have moved to two and two. Very disappointing. Yep. Still the highest points scored in the league, though. I'll take that crown. But you really love that crown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can wear that crown. I don't even want it because I will be looking in the next week where I just want to get a win. All right. Um, I do have two additional notes for this matchup uh, on my uh, screen here. I, I do want to. I do want to say that uh, Will Fuller he should have had a much better game, with, especially with still uh, uh, what's his name uh, Stills. 
pulling his hammy. Ah, uh, he did. Kenny yes. Stills pulled his hammy like halfway through the game, and I was like, "All right, perfect." Will Fuller time never came to fruition. I think he got like four points. Also, Kirk Cousins is a bitch. I hate oh, him. <laughs> yeah, hot takes. I hate him. He was looking so timid back there. I understand it's Chicago D. Yes, but he looked like a 60-year-old lost in the store without his wife. <laughs> it, it was pathetic. He was just all over And he's really been hurting Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Yes, I think even Adam Thielen himself was talking some mess after yeah, the game. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, I heard, went on his own radio show, I think, or went on a radio show and was talking about, yeah, like he needs to do better. Right. The offense has not been productive, and ultimately it falls on his shoulders. And I do think that actually they'll turn this one around. I... I've always kind of been a Kirk Cousins fan in terms of fantasy football. Because I wouldn't say that across public. <laughs> because he throws a lot. He does. And well, he's, he used to. He's not a terrible quarterback. I mean, he's just kind of like middle of the road. But, I mean, he's one of those guys that can potentially put up a lot of yards. And we saw it last year with him having two top receivers playing on the same team. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was the recap for this week. So a lot of great matchups there. Let's just jump right into the week four sleeper report. Hashtag not a sponsor. Exactly. <laughs> the best manager this week, Christian, um, but got a loss. So that one kind of is bittersweet, I guess. The worst manager, the Green Bowl Packers, only setting 68% of their po- perfect possible lineup. Which would have wow. equaled a victory. Yeah, that, he would have had 164 points if he started the right players. So that hurts. Wow. Uh, the biggest blowout this week. We all knew this one. Uh, David, Team Knock on What If You're With Me, and Tavo, the 50-point spread there. The narrow victory, we know it was Diego and Jared because that was a 12-pointer. That was close, like we said, Monday night. Good game. The highest scorer this week, myself. The lowest scorer, Tavo. Uh, I overachieved my projection by 11%, so I am overachiever there. The below-expectation team, Tavo, missed it by 35%. QB of the week, Aaron Rodgers. Running back of the week, Nick Chubb. Wide receiver of the week, Devontae Adams on Thursday night. So finally, Steve got a good game out of that guy. So despite, congratulations. Even despite missing time. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to be uh, out for a couple weeks, but you can look forward into the future a little bit and be positive about that. Yeah. The tight end of the week, Austin Hooper. Like we said, Jared starting him in the flex this Crazy. week, having two tight ends, so killer move. Yeah. The kicker of the week, Matt Prater. And well the done. defense of the week, the New England Patriots. Hey, we're still on top somewhere. Yep. Owen still got a victory. <laughs> Some so. well-deserved accolades for everybody. Yeah. Uh, love that Sleeper produces that for us. I do. It's it's really cool, and I like that it, uh, I mean, obviously it's an every week thing, so you kind of see like, oh yeah, like this person started their whole team wrong, and <laughs> yeah. that was kind of Hunter's thing. It's been my thing in the last couple weeks, so I mean, it's one of those, yeah. but really really brings out the the coach's decisions there yeah let's uh update real quick the podcast pick them bet so me and owen like like everybody knows we pick up all or we pick all the matchups every week and yeah we kind of think about who's gonna win and who's not and uh, this week i got four correct owen three so that brings our total to eight for me and nine for owen so just a one point spread there it's getting close it is getting very close i do not like it yeah um next up on our list we got the team of the week interview and I don't really want to say a whole lot. I'm a humble guy. But Owen, I whooped your ass this week. (sighs) I did it. (laughs) You did it. And I put in the group chat before the matchup that I had a feeling I was going to win. And I'm really glad it happened. But I just had a feeling. You know, it's one of those things, you know. Honestly, I had the same feeling too. At the moment we left uh, recording this last week's podcast, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I might be in some trouble. <laughs> you weren't feeling too good, huh? <laughs> Especially with everything I was moving around with waivers. I was like, oh no, this is actually could be this could be bad. And then waking up that Sunday morning, I was like, oh God, like this feeling is still here. <laughs> it is bad. And then it eventually became all bad. And yeah. you know, it's a well deserved win. I mean, it was let's I don't want to Two high scoring teams. So it was yeah. it was good. I mean, both of our teams performed admirably. I hope my team continues to perform admirably. I've been waiting on this for a couple weeks just for kinda all of them to put it together. And I finally got a week where they did that. So I mean yeah. it's just looking forward from here on. Yeah, as far as uh, the battle of the podcast hosts, you deserve this victory, sir. I yep. commend we you. will face off twice more in our combined leagues this year, so we'll see. Oh wow. Yep. Uh so real quick, let's update the standings. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me where I stand. I do know where you stand. 
Tell me about it. I will announce it right now. Come on and tell me. So from me. the top, in first place, 4-0. Yo, girly likes my Kittle Chubb. So Josh there. Well done. Yep. Another 4-0 team in second here. Highway to Bell. So Jared. Should we let the people know that this is not between just our... Uh, uh, no, no, this oh, is the, the actual standings. These are the actual standings, yes. Gotcha. Well, then yes. we have something for you in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Quick tease, huh? Right on. Uh, in third place, these are the real standings. Yeah. In third place, Team Knock on Wood, if you're with me. So, David, they're three and one. Congratulations. You've got a, a nice positive record. Uh, in fourth place, Area 5150s. In fifth place, the California Golden Yetis. In sixth, Shrimp Fried Geis. In seventh, Euphoric Moneybags, and I'd like to note that all of those teams are two and two, so not much separating us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in eighth place, Tavo at one and three. In ninth place, Hunter at zero oh and four, and bringing up the rear, everybody's favorite realtor, Diego Fuego. Ouch! Last place, huh? Yep. But we're only a quarter of the way through the season, still a lot of time to turn it around. Yeah. Uh, like we saw Hunter making a lot of moves this week on the waiver wire. Diego, as I know, been trying to send a lot of people trades, so they're trying to fix their teams up a little bit. Yeah, and for just for everyone who's listening to know how our kind of uh, league works as far as the season goes and playoffs, um, we're a ten we're a ten man league. Five people are going to go into the playoffs. Six, Top, is it six? It's six. I thought it was five no, the you, first week by. No. Okay. Never been that way. What do I know? <laughs> Owen's never apparently never been in this league before. I'm new here. <laughs> yeah, we got we got six teams in the playoffs, so six out of ten make it. Okay. And we have three weeks of playoffs. And then the for, the top two teams get a bye. Um, this, the bottom two. That bottom. I could not tell you off the top of my head right now. I will look into it, though. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it next week with the confirmed way our league works, because apparently neither of us know. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a bye. I think three teams face off, or six teams face off in those three weeks. Okay, well, then that leaves you three teams. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out, and we'll let everybody know. But those were the actual standing this week. Let's update now our power rankings. And a quick note here, we did something new this week where, uh, because we haven't been getting a lot of people sending power rankings in. Understandably, it's kind of a hassle. So I streamlined it for you guys. We made a survey that I sent out, and uh, everybody in our league had the option to rank the teams how they saw accordingly. And we had six people actually do that. So 60% of our league put in their power rankings, and the results are as follows. And these I will do from top to bottom. What? In 10th place, <laughs> Tavo. In 9th place, Diego. 8th wow. place, Steve. 7th place, Hunter. Tied for 5th, actually, so 5 and 6 here. Christian and David. In 4th place, myself. In third place, Owen. Ooh, Second place, me. Jared. First place, Josh. So that was the combined average of all six of our rankings. And that was very cool to do. I really yeah, liked it. I really prefer it this way. I mean, it, it's cool that, you know, me and Zach have our own opinion, but to have you know, consensus around the league. It is cool to have like that whole everybody's how they view them so it gives you a real average instead of just our two rankings going up against each other right this is owners owners getting together saying who's the hotness and who's yep who's tavo (laughs) (laughs) real quickly josh got a unanimous six votes for first place congratulations yeah so that was pretty cool good for him there i only beat out christian and david by 0.2 steve and hunter were only separated by 0.1 so these things are really close and I really like doing it. We're definitely going to keep doing it going forward. Hopefully, at one point, we can get all 10 of us doing it. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> okay, we're going to have moving to make on. this an explicit podcast. My bad. Moving on. Yep, moving on. So let's just get right into the weekly preview. Oh, God, we're still laughing oh, about that. God. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> well, again, we got another week ahead of us. Yeah. Week five. It's going to be very exciting. Again, a lot's going to be changing in our standings and all those things going forward. And uh, let's just jump right into the first matchup, though. We will be uh, the California Golden Yetis and Highway to Bell. Yeah. So, Go ahead. So, yeah, this one's me and Jared. 
Uh, we will be facing off this week in both leagues, actually, so some excitement there. Uh, we're looking at Kyler Murray for me versus Baker Mayfield for Jared. A good matchup of running backs here. We got McCaffrey and Carson versus Dalvin Cook and Le'Veon Bell. Oh, wow. Cooper Cup and Josh Gordon versus Tyler Lockett and D. Robinson. I always forget his first name. Demarcus. I'm sorry, Demarcus. <laughs> you can come on the show anytime, and I'll apologize. Uh, battle of great tight ends. Mandrews, his new nickname. Oh, you mean Mark Andrews? Okay, no, yeah, he's yeah. Mandrews now. Okay, gotcha. And Travis Kelsey. So great tight ends there. Wayne Gallman in my flex versus Austin Hooper. So Jared's going to keep him in there this week. And then, uh, yeah, so we've got some pretty close ones. And I think our projection kind of speaks to that. Only a 12% separation between the two teams projected 138 to 134 for Jared. So close. Well, since you are participating in this matchup, what are your initial thoughts? What are you thinking? My initial thoughts are that I've been kind of going back and forth on the Kyler Murray, Philip Rivers thing, but I'm going to play the matchups this week and hope that Kyler Murray actually produces a decent game because I know I'm going to need some, some great points this week to beat Jared, who's a top team in the league. I actually think that in this matchup between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, that the matchup between Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton is could has a lot of uh, potential to be a shootout. It does actually. Um, Both defenses are pretty bad, and I mean, it should be a good game for him. We'll yeah. see going forward. But I, I could definitely see Kyler Murray pulling out uh, some good points out here. And Baker Mayfield, he's shown spots where he can kind of take control of that offense and perform. But it seems like he's kind of relying on some big plays from a lot of that talent on that offense. So. Yeah, he has. So, I mean, we'll see about that. But, um, yeah, who are you taking in this one, Owen? Well, I do like the running back matchups. I'm going to take Chris Carson McCaffrey on your team over Dalvin Cook, Lev Bell. I do think Dalvin Cook is going to have a comeback game, especially after that Bears defense. Uh, you know, Coming off that team, you feel invincible going against other defense. Uh, but I think think overall you know what let me think about this for one second here let uh, let this load think quicker all right i'm gonna go ahead and take jared oh um, okay only because i'm still very salty that you beat me all right well i will take myself because i always believe that i will win <laughs> uh, what happened to that humbleness i just always believe in myself it is humble it's a humble confidence that's what it is sure sure, yep. sure. Uh, next matchup up, we got the Euphoric Money Bags versus Yo Girly Likes My Kittle Chub. So this one, 2-2 two and two versus uh, Josh at 4-0. and oh. Yeah, another great matchup here. And I think this is going to be a real testament to what Swoosh's plan has been uh, moving forward with waiting his bench. For, yep, waiting for uh, Melvin Gordon. So he's finally got him back in. Yeah, if he's a, if you know, I mean, plug him in now. I think you're pretty safe. I'm not probably not going to get a goose egg like you did last year. Yeah, last, last week. week. Um, but it is Denver's defense, which has been very shoddy. I mean, Diego himself said this is going to be the number one defense. They've I, not been the number one defense. No, I think they are like the twentieth defense. <laughs> it's um, not good. Quarterbacks here. We got Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson. The running backs, Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette versus Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley. Uh, Miko Hardman and Terry McLaurin this week starting. Well, McLaurin might be out. He uh, might be out. So far he is, but I mean, I'm not sure. I know he practiced today, um, so he could potentially play. Josh has Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks. Battle of tight ends here, Jimmy Graham and George Kittle. In the flex, they got Alshon Jeffrey and Melvin Gordon versus Joe Mixon and Chris Godwin. So some good matchups here. And I think this one will also be a little closer than some may expect. But who are you taking here, Owen? What are you thinking? For me, uh, the fact that McLaurin is dealing with the hamstring issue, that's pretty tough. Alshon Jeffrey um, going against the Jets, they have been an improved defense. I think that Melvin Gordon helps a lot, especially going against Denver in the flex. But I'm looking at Josh's team, and we see Russell Wilson against the Rams, who let Jameis Winston put 55 points on him. Did not like that. Nick Chubb, who can go off at any moment. Todd Gurley, still looking sharp as ever. Cooper against Green Bay, that's going to be a very, very interesting battle. I'm looking at, I'm trying to find a fault in Josh's roster, not seeing any. I'm picking Josh. Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm also going to take Josh. Uh, Like I said, I think this one will be pretty close. 
but ultimately it's going to come down to what we get out of those flex positions and i think josh's two flex guys will outperform alshon jeffrey especially maybe obviously not melvin gordon because he's gonna have a good week i can feel it christian i'm on that boat with you all right but uh yeah i'm gonna take josh yep good luck to uh, swoosh i would say just try to put up as many points as possible yep you have to uh next matchup up we got shrimp fried guys versus the green bowl packers so steve and his friend hunter hunter for people that don't know uh hunter was actually brought into this league by steve we had an opening one year and steve said this is my boy and now he's here and now he's our friend so and now they're playing each other now they're playing each other uh hunter's zero and four though steve at two and two the early projections actually have hunter winning 133 to 125 so they've got it as a 62 percent advantage to hunter uh, they probably won't get five points out of Tom Brady, so that'll help. <laughs> It'll be Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson for Steve, uh, David Johnson and Jordan Howard for Hunter versus David Montgomery and LaShawn McCoy. Steve has Odell Beckham and Stefan Diggs versus Hunter's Julio Jones and Mike Evans, so that star wide receiver stack there, maybe going to pay some dividends. Zach Ertz versus Ebron. DJ Moore versus Cortland Sutton for Hunter and Miles Sanders and Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, it'll be pretty close. And, man, this one's also projected pretty close. What are you thinking, Owen? Um, well, looking at it, I do like, like we talked about, uh, I think the receivers for Hunter is looking absolutely outstanding. Mike Evans coming off a huge, huge day, or a huge week last week, going against the Rams. Just another reminder there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Notice I was very silent during that, that yeah. portion of the I thought speech. you didn't hear me. No, I purposely didn't hear you. All right, yeah, Julio Jones going against Houston. I like that as well. Houston is a good, solid defense, but Julio is a freaking, oh, man, he's amazing. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you decide first, actually, okay. between the two. I'm just going to say that I do like the receivers for Hunter, uh, and I do like the running backs for Steve. Between the two, I will take Hunter. Honestly, I was going to do the same. I just wanted to see what you're going to say. But All right. give Sorry, me Hunter Steve. to pull yep. off his first win. Steve, uh, for tipping off Zach, I uh, do a <laughs> loss. Wow. Okay. Oh, and you are very salty. He came very in today. Salty. He's like, I might be a little salty today during this episode. <laughs> I'm just in my feels. A little bit. Um, next matchup up, your own, Owen. So you will be facing off with David this week, who is at 3-1. and one. You are at 2-2. Two and two. And I'll let you kind of run this one down as the owner of the 5150s. All right. Uh, projections initially have it set to 140 to 129 with me being the victory, the victor. Um, Carson Wentz going against the Jets. Like I said, Jets defense it has been looking pretty tough. Um, if they if they do, in fact, uh, get Sam Darnold back, I think that helps them out a little bit. But I could see Carson Wentz overcoming that, getting Alshon back. Um that definitely has helped him improve. Aaron Rodgers against Dallas without Devonta Adams is a different Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, Zeke Elliott against Green Bay that was looking pretty soft last week against Jordan Howard. I love that play. I feel like Elliott's about to have his biggest week of the year against that Green Bay defense. Yeah, Mark it's a Ing- very positive matchup. Yeah, James Conner, Marlon Mack for David, Zeke Elliott, Ingram for me, Mark Ingram for me. Um, I like my running backs there. Adam Thielen for me, Robert Woods, and then going against Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. Uh, man, I put that at a. That's that's, that's a nearly t- a wash. For yeah, me. And I don't know though. Thielen might have a. He's got a great matchup against the Giants. Yeah, but he's just been bad, so it's hard to project him that he's going to be good. You know. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But, but you've got some confidence. You're starting him. I'm starting. I'm giving him another shot. I think Adam Thielen. It's not. It's not that his talent that I'm questioning. It's the people around him. Like I said, Kirk Cousins, step up your game. All right, Evan Ingram, Delaney Walker, Geronimo Allison, T.Y. Hill. No, not Delaney Walker, Darren Waller. Oh, man, I'm Much sorry. better. A much better tight end. Yes, that's actually a good tight end battle right there that I like. Evan that Ingram um, has shown some huge games this week or this year, but Darren Waller has been a consistent tight end that I, I actually really like this year. Absolutely, and uh, he's got Singletary and Hilton versus your Allison and Jacobs, so some good matchups there. Man. Who are you taking in this one? Own yourself? Um, wow. What if I had took David here? What would that say about my team? It would say more about your self-esteem. It is pretty low considering what happened last week. So <laughs> go ahead and put me down for myself. Uh, but David, 
good luck to you. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm being as humble as possible here. Yep. I oh, I will uh, I will take David. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's going to come in, down to Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. I think they're going to actually have good weeks this week, and I think that'll actually be the difference there because with Adam Thielen, I just don't trust it, you know? But I do think you're going to win the running back spot unless Marlon Mack does something crazy. So we'll see. You're entitled to your opinion, sir. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And the last matchup, uh, the Battle of the Basement. Tavo at 1-3 versus the Fireball Finger Blasters, Diego at 0-4. I like that. That's, that's it's, it's the battle of the basement. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. For Diego, we got Patrick Mahomes versus Tavo's Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara for Diego versus Tavo's Austin Eckler, who's not really a starting running back anymore. He's more of a secondary guy on that offense in general. So I just don't know about it. It makes me nervous to start him. I, you know what? I could still see like uh, say a Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara one-two punch uh, from last year. He's possible. Yeah, I could see. That. I mean, Eckler could be a solid. RB He's been having a great year, is what it comes down to. Outstanding. And then how can you? How can you bench him? Yeah, no, you don't bench him. I just don't know if he's if he's still a RB one. Yeah, we'll see going forward. Uh, but Diego has Emmanuel Sanders and Juju Smith Schuster as his wide receivers versus Hopkins and Dorsett for Tavo. So I think, oh man, you look at those names and you think. They should be great. Yeah, they should be great. But, but Diego's receivers are, have been underperforming, and Hopkins has also kind of had some bad weeks in the back-to-back per- weeks, I believe. Not, yeah. Not top of yeah, the line, it, you know? Put been under 10 points the past two weeks. Uh, here's where we got Delaney Walker on Tavo's team versus Will Disley for Diego. Uh, Edelman and Diego's flex versus Paul Richardson. And so, I mean, yeah, looking at these guys, what is this projection? Oh, Diego's projected to smoke him 143 to 123. Yeah, no, it looks like Diego's way, but I, I really do think if it's gonna happen, Tavo, I'm, I'm rooting for you, bud. So I, are you picking Tavo? I am rooting for Tavo. Okay, wow, Give I me, will, I will take Diego. I think there's gonna be some uh, magic between Philip Lindsay, Austin Eckler. Still, I think that those two between those two are gonna help him out a lot, and I think DeAndre Hopkins pulls one out. Um, but for me, it's Deshaun Watson and uh, the combo between him and, uh, and Hopkins. And Hopkins. Yeah, you think they're gonna have some some touchdowns this week? Yep, some good stack magic right there. Been waiting on it, so it would be some some well weighted four points, I guess. He yeah. can kind of get a victory here, move to two and three, knock Diego to a smooth zero and five. So we'll <laughs> see. But I think Diego picks up his first victory this week. I also think Hunter will pick up his first victory this week. So I'm picking these two guys at zero and four, but I have faith. Some possible shifts in uh, the whole league setup right now. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. But uh, yeah, that's it for our show today. Thank you all for listening again. We appreciate everybody that listens, especially those of you that are are not in the league. Shout out to you, Sid. (laughs) I I love the support. But uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody. And good luck in your week five matchups. Have a good one. Bye.